Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, my next guest is amazing, and I can't wait to share this interview with you. But before I do, do you remember that story I've told you many times about how when my son was three years old, he showed me in a very painful way that I was sharing all of my hot mess vibes with him and his sister? It was a messy, eye-opening experience, but it got my attention. And I honestly wouldn't be here having these conversations if it hadn't happened. And what I know about passion is that once you really start living into what you're passionate about, something even bigger is often right behind it. Well, guess what? I'm starting a movement. Yep. The Vision Driven Mom movement is coming soon. It's about changing the generational patterns of being for moms and families. It's about letting go of the old way and creating something new and unique for families worldwide. It's about taking your yoga off the mat and into the world in a way that only you can. I'm putting the finishing touches on the Vision Driven Mom movement right now, and I will share all of the goodness with you when it's ready. In the meantime, be on the lookout for the big announcement. Now, if you haven't already, download the VibeCare Toolkit at VibeCareToolkit.com. That will get you on my email list, and you'll be the first to know about all the goodness that's yet to come. Now, I met my next guest in a business group I'm in, and I absolutely love her mission. It's all about birth, something I am super passionate about. Now, during this episode of the Vision Driven Mom podcast, I yell at Schwell and I talk about the importance of sharing our birth stories and the powerful healing that occurs when we do. We talk about the importance of claiming your birth, birth story and separating the outcome from the feelings, the power in sharing your story with others who get it, the incredible healing that occurs when we give ourselves the space, love, and compassion our stories deserve. Now, whether you're healing from a traumatic birth or not, there is incredible healing value that occurs when we share our stories. Now, Ayala Schwell is a doula, a birth healer, and an educator for mothers and birth professionals. She is the founder of Healing Her Birth Circle and the creative cre creator of the Birthing Our Stories Method of Healing Birth Trauma. Over her 16 years of working in perinatal care, she has used her experience, knowledge, and intuition to guide mothers and families as they create their own positive, powerful birth stories. Ayala believes in the right of every birth giver to have autonomy, dignity, and respect in their perinatal care and works toward that goal in her doula work and in her work with mothers who have experienced birth trauma through the Birthing Our Stories workshops. As a mom of six and a business owner, she gets by on baby snuggles, coffee, and a solid mix of sci-fi and historical fiction. I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Enjoy the show. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. All right, why I yell it. Thank you so much for being here. I know that we have been um, we have been going back and forth trying to do this for months, and I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Welcome. 
Thank you. I'm I'm really excited too. Yeah. Glad we finally pinned down a time. We did. We did. We did. And you are you're where are you? I'm in Israel. You're in Israel. Okay. Yes. And yes, and I'm on the East Coast. So yeah, we had some 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 time zones and it's okay. It's all good. We are here. We're so, op opposite sides of the of the day. <laughs> we really are. We really are. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got into helping moms um, and, and being a doula and all of that. Yeah. Um, I so it starts with <laughs> uh -huh. uh, just a, a, a love of babies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's kind of uh, the place that a lot of, of us start, of us doulas start. Uh, I'm the oldest in my family. So my youngest brother, we're five kids and my youngest brother is 12 years younger than me. So I was mm. very much the little mommy right. um, th during that time. And uh uh, and and my own my own birth my own first birth seventeen years ago mm -hmm. <laughs> um, was a a lesson in yeah. you know expectations versus reality uh, how important it is to have somebody supporting you that is not um, a staff member of your you know of the hospital or right. uh, anything like that and. Um, and uh and then so in my second birth we took a drastic uh like 180 turn away from what we uh had known about about birth up until then um what my expectations were we ended up uh, going and having a home birth mm -hmm. and i had a doula my doula was who helped me get there because I was feeling so much anxiety about going back to the hospital and i found right. a hospital that had that i thought you know the policies we're going to work for what I wanted. And it was still giving me anxiety. And she was like, you know, I don't, this is not, you know, my policy or anything. I don't support it particularly. I have no agenda, but you sound like maybe you want to explore home birth. And I was already mm. pregnant. Uh, and so um, I spoke, we spoke to, we did a lot of soul searching, my husband and I, mm -hmm. uh, and spoke to some midwives and, and felt very comfortable with this decision. And, and it was uh, a really healing experience from mm. that first experience, which was not a bad birth. My right. son's birth was, it was a good birth. It, we were healthy. Um, uh, but, uh, but it wasn't what I expected from what I was preparing for, for this idea of a natural birth. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, so so that sort of put me on this path of, hmm, not everybody knows all the options out there. And not right. that, you know, not that I think everybody should have a home birth or a water birth or anything like that, but I didn't even know what was available to me. I didn't have resources for it. Even if I had wanted to explore things that, you know, popped up on my, you know, newsfeed or a friend mentioned or whatever, I didn't have the... I only had the space to do that exploration in a safe way with actual resources because of my doula. Right. And um, and so that that kind of set me on a hmm, I wonder what that would be like if I could provide this kind of support for other women. And um, and so when my daughter was about six months old, um, I found a a training course, a donut um, training course. Mm -hmm. And I went uh, with my little daughter <laughs> and it was amazing. So it was a really, 
it was a really validating just the class itself. And now we're going back almost 15 years. So, right. and I still have memories from, you know, those first few days of learning this, this stuff. And, uh, and, you know, I thought this is it. I finally found my purpose. I finally found my, you know, my way in life. I'm supporting women in birth and families and, you know, supporting them to make the choices that are right for them and all that, that, great, amazing stuff. Right. And then we moved to Israel from New York. Uh, and I was pregnant with my third and throughout that pregnancy, trying to find our place and trying to find people, you know, the right support people and trying to find a midwife to have a home birth because I did it once and it was great. And that's what I wanted. And I was scared to death of the, you know, the Israeli hospital system and everything is new. Right. Um, and I ended up taking a midwife because she was local. I didn't really connect with her. She was going mm. through a bunch of her own things. She kept saying things that raised red flags for me, but I was like, well, this will be fine. She has a lot of experience. Like I kept kind of pushing down my intuition mm. and saying, we'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Right. Our bodies are incredibly sensitive. Yeah. And so my labor started and I called her and she arrived and my labor stopped. And this happened twice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. My, I did not like, I did not trust her. And my body responded to that, even mm. though I was trying to override it in my brain. So I can right. say that now, yeah. um, you know, but at the time I, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, I knew that me and my baby were okay. I knew mm. that we were okay, but I just, I didn't have the support and, and, uh, and so she basically had us transferred to the hospital, um, even though just because she, she couldn't handle it anymore. Mm, right. <laughs> um, and so my son was born in an ambulance, mm. <laughs> uh, little right. Baby. What she wasn't there with you. Right. So she was yeah. not there. Then you had the baby and I had the baby in the ambulance. Um, and you know, and then of course everything that I didn't want, you know, they, they took him away from me and, and right. I had stitches like all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I finally got him back with me. Um, and I had, like, I didn't even, we transferred in the middle of the, she kind of like abandoned me in the middle of, you know, finally like contractions picking up again. And she's like, oh, I don't know. This doesn't look right. We have to go to the hospital. Right. And uh, so I didn't have anything with me. Um, and my husband was with me. I had my husband with me, yeah. but we didn't have, we didn't even have cell phone chargers. Like it was kind of ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, uh, after that, I, I had this, um, really downward spiral of thinking, wow, you know, I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't trust my provider. I didn't have, like, I didn't even, you know, have anybody to, to remind me what, what about my own intuition and mm -hmm. how can I do this? Like, I don't, first of all, I didn't feel like I could, I could go into a birth environment and not be triggered. Right. Um, and, you know, and I didn't think that, uh, and I just didn't think that I was like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this, mm -hmm. um, which was really hard because my, like my, my, I felt like a piece of my soul was ripped yeah. from me because it really felt right, uh, right until that moment. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, that was 2009. Mm-hmm. 
that he was born and um, about a little under a year later, I was pregnant again, uh-huh. uh, a little sooner than we all expected. And, um, and my body tricked me, by the way, it's a fun story too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I was, I was freaking out. I can't do this again. Oh, oh my right. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, it's going to happen again. I'm going to have to go to the hospital. I don't want to go to a hospital. What am I going to do? all the things. And I, uh, I was blessed. I was really sent from, you know, God, the universe, whatever. I was sent a, 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 an absolute angel, um, to be my midwife. I don't know how we found each other. Oh, beautiful. She, I mean, I really don't remember, but she became just a a solid like rock of strength Mm. and support for me. She helped me process a lot of the emotions that I was feeling. Uh, We used EFT actually. That was my first introduction to EFT. Mm -hmm. Right. The tapping. Yeah. Which we've spoken about before, um, which was one of the methods that we used to just process through those emotions Mm -hmm. and the birth itself. My, my fourth birth was like that, was a, a very much a healing process in itself. Right. And I was able to come out of that feeling like I, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. Birth is okay. But I still wasn't going to go and tell people, like I still wasn't going to go back and be a doula uh, until um, maybe a year later. He was about a year old. No, a little, you know, he was he, younger than a year. Anyway, Sometime in that first year after my fourth was born, I was feeling a little bit better about life. Um, I just, people would ask me what I do. And I just started saying that I'm a doula. Mm-hmm. And again, like it somehow became co- comfortable saying that again, right. even though I hadn't attended a birth in a year and a half. And what happened when I started telling my story, what, or when I started saying that I'm a doula, was that people would just start telling me their stories. They do, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> like me, like I, I've told you my story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, I'm a doula, and it's like, oh, you must get it. It was like the, the right. da- you know, like the dam would overflow, yeah. and and these stories would come out, and very mostly they were horror stories. They were yeah. difficult stories. They were yeah. like, oh my gosh, I just need to tell somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Um, who will listen. And it was, it, you know, in the most uncomfortable situations, it was like on the playground in the, in the grocery store at a like dinner party, like, right. you know, uh, and I couldn't, and all I wanted was to sit and make space for them. Yeah. You have a story, you need to tell this story and I need to hear it. Right. And I need to, like, I knew stuff, you know, when they would tell me their story, I knew things that I could tell them that would ease some of their discomfort yeah. that would help them put the story into perspective. But we didn't have the the place. It wasn't the place for it. And so I remember after this happened a few times, I sat down on the couch with my husband and I was like, I need something. We need, I need a way to heal people. Like I need a Mm. way for people to get, to be able to tell their stories and for me to help them through it. Right. And that's, uh, that was the first, uh, discussion about birthing our stories. And interestingly, later on, I found out like uh, over the next couple of years, as I started doing these birthing our stories workshops, um, it, it, it was like this, you know, it was like this cosmic uh, awakening to the 
the idea that birth trauma is real, that women need to be able to tell these stories, yeah. um, that we need to be able to heal from them for so many different reasons. Ina May's book, Birth Matters, came mm. out that year. Mm -hmm. um, Pam England, who wrote uh, uh, Birthing from Within, mm -hmm. she started teaching the birth healing, uh, uh, birth story healing uh, methods. So, like we all kind of came, th th like this was a, a huge thing that was happening at the time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, and so now, say years, eight years later, eight, nine years later, we've been, I've been running these workshops and uh, it's just, it's been amazing to see women be able to find healing, find peace, you know, move forward. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it is incredible the um the fear and the uh, the emotions that we that we just kind of get trapped in our bodies because of our birth experiences i mean in all of life but that the birth experience especially i don't there's there's something about that particular experience that um that uh that is really really powerful and the way that you experience it is has everything to do with the way that you parent the way that you experience new motherhood if you have another child yes. you know and i do i know several i know several women that um that they had such a difficult first birth that nope that was it nope just one i'm just gonna have one um yeah. and uh and i am i'm one of those people that i uh, it was my birth was um, my birth was the the birth of my son was traumatic. I was slammed into motherhood like here you are. And it was, you know, I did have a doula um, and she was amazing. And like you said, she was my rock. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and she did help me. I did have to. He was premature. Um, emergency C-section. Um, I had a uterine infection and he was just, he was in it. He was, he was in this, you know, his blood pressure was going down. It was, you know, my doula was the one who helped me with that, um, that, you know what, this, there, there were no other choices for you. Cause I know a lot of women and I know that you can attest to this that there are a lot of women who doubt themselves. Did I make the right decision? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I won't talk about a specific, like your specific story necessarily, or but I can, what I can say in general, and this is really, because it really does apply to any situation, mm -hmm. is that, um, and this is what one of the, one of the things that I might do, you know, with like if, if you were telling your story, then we might go back to that. And what I would take you to is really is the, my mantra, which is Maya, Maya Angelou's um, beautiful, you know, statement of know better, do better, right? And mm, do what, right. do the best you can with what you know. And when you know better, do better. And right. the thing is that in the moment, in that moment, now, you know, you know, what things that you didn't know then. Yeah. And even if, even if there was a different path that you could have taken, even if there was mm -hmm. at that moment, there wasn't right at the moment. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful realization, right? Yeah. That was the choice that we made yeah. period. 
right? And that was the, that was the choice. Oh, I love that. And you made the best choice you could. That, that you with, could with, the, with, that with what you had, right? Yeah. Right. You know, a lot of doulas who are um, trying to also sort of wake people up to the problems in the maternity care system mm-hmm. will say things like, um, you know, if you think that the, I, I, I don't remember the exact quote that I saw recently, but something along the lines of, you know, if you think that uh, you're, that the doctors saved your baby, you know, well, who got you into that problem to begin with or something like that. Mm. And, and, and it's, it could, it could be true, you know, on a maternity care system, but for the person themselves at the moment where the C-section was done and the baby and you were, were okay at the end of it, at that moment, that was, that statement is a hundred percent true, whether or not other paths, you know, could have led you in a different direction. It doesn't even matter because in that moment, and I do think it's worth exploring the other ways it could have gone. And that's, and the reason for that is because I don't want us to all walk around with this feeling of what, like, was I unable to do that? You know, like birth is this thing that's supposed to be so natural and and physiological and all of that. And I couldn't do it. So first of all, I, I think that the fact that it's physiological and the fact that there are some people who are who have complications actual physiological complications is part of humanity right, right. i mean there yeah. are people with autonomic you know there are people with allergies and most of us can eat peanuts and some people will die if they eat peanuts you know exactly. most right. people won't like peanuts are not a problem but you know in and of themselves but some that's not like a, that's not a, that's not a value judgment on, on the person that they're allergic to peanuts, you know, um, or that they have, you know, a a Crohn's disease or something, you know, there's a malfunction of of the physiology that, that happens. And so, yes, there are going to be a percentage of people where there is a malfunction of the physiology and that's, that's not a value judgment, right. But that we do, but we end up taking it on ourselves. Um, but at the same time, the that's a that is a, a that should be more rare than it is, right? right? And and so that's the story of like, okay, I don't want you to walk. I do want to get down to the to the nitty gritty and say, was this physiological? Mm-hmm. Was this one of those random, you know? And and yeah, you know, this is why we have medical technology, and thank God. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, or was this a a uh, a, a cascade of, of, you know, of processes that could have gone differently, maybe. Right. And it's important to know that because then, you know, you, you're not broken. Right. This was the path it took. Right. Yeah. And there is no other path that you could have taken yeah. in that moment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And you're not broken. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I, I love that. I love what you said about this was the right, this was the right decision in the right, in the moment. This is it. This is the decision that you made. This is where we are because we can't go back, right? We can't go backwards. We can't change it. All we can do do is go forward. Now, I love the, uh, the work that you're doing with moms about telling the stories. Cause I'm when after, um, so I was pregnant nine months after that birth. And that went, and that was just like the beginning of all of this, just 
it was the beginning of a very traumatic um, first. I mean, the, the, the emergency C-section was just the beginning for mm. me anyway. And then at nine months, um, I was pregnant again. Mm. I was terrified. But you know what? I knew. I trusted. You talked about intuition. I knew this is what my body is made to do. I am a woman. I know I can do this. And not only that, but I, I knew throughout my, I knew in every cell of my body, yeah. I knew that I could do this. I could, I could have this V back the virginal the, or the vaginal uh, birth after C-section. I knew that I could do it, but it was, it, and it was hard to bring myself back up to that, that, that reminding myself when everybody around me, the doctors, the, you know, my family, my friends, all well-meaning, you know, um, I think you're putting yourself and your baby at risk and know, you know, these stories and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I hear you and la la la, right. <laughs> I hear you. Right. But what I'm going to focus on is I'm going to, you know, my husband was super supportive. My doula was amazing and they believed in me. And I also got myself, um, uh, um, involved in the ICANN, the yeah. international cesarean awareness network. Yeah. hugely. And it, so when this is kind of, this is what, now they didn't tell a story that was really just like gathering and, and, and support, but I love what you're doing with the stories because that's huge. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about, about the importance of the story? Yeah. So, you know, Tracy, you know, that we all, we all have our, like, we all have a story yeah, right. <laughs> and, or, or several stories. Um, and, your your story no matter how difficult no matter how hard it is to think about it uh no matter how many negative or difficult emotions it brings up that's your story yeah and there's strength in that mm -hmm. and what happens to our birth stories because there's so much there's so much divisiveness mm -hmm. in the way that we, you know, treat each other around our birth stories. Um, and also in the way that very often, sometimes one of the factors that comes into your birth experience is the hospitals needing to cover their, you know, their tuchuses and their right. butts. Um, and that's an aspect of it. And so what happens is you have this experience and, you know, you walk out of it with whatever outcome and the outcome you're going to, you have the outcome of the birth, you have to deal with no matter what, right? You don't have a choice, right? Right. Hopefully you and your baby are, are, are alive, hopefully. And you know, that does, that's not, we shouldn't take that for granted. It doesn't hopefully, always happen, right? It doesn't always happen that way. And so for sure there's gratitude in that. Um, and hopefully neither of you need, you know, major, uh, uh, you know, help or, or support due to the birth experience or therapy or anything like that, hopefully. Right. Many times those, those outcomes, especially when there's a traumatic birth, there are other, um, I'm thinking in Hebrew. So and this is my arms <laughs> actually tonight are a lot of like, I'm thinking the Hebrew word and I'm like, wait a minute, that's another side effects, you know, and, 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 um, and uh, side effects and other things right. <laughs> that come, you know, that that are sort of that follow the right. experience itself and the outcomes themselves that that you have to deal with. So the outcome is separate from the experience. Right. Oh, that's powerful. Right. Yeah. Yes. This is what happened. 
Like this is this, these are the facts, right? This is a circumstance, this happened. And then there's all of the feelings and the, all of the other stuff. Like they're two separate things, but we, we tend to want to put them together. Like, not, like, but not, they're not. Only that, right. Not only do we want tend to want to put them together or like conflate them and, and sort of like make one justify the other, but not only that, but you, but if you, once you separate them, you can be grateful for a particular outcome. Right and still grieve your experience. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I was finally able to do that. I mean, this was 14 years ago, but it, 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 uh, it took a lot, it took, it took a long time to be able to separate them enough to see the beauty in uh, the angels that came out of the woodwork that just yeah. were there for us during that period of time, but that I, that I could still grieve it. You know, yeah. that it wasn't that beautiful, like it was the complete opposite of what I had wanted. We wanted this beautiful, natural birth, thinking about a water birth, you know, and it was it was completely medical. And, um, you know, I was imagining baby to the breast immediately mm -hmm. and I didn't see him for 11 hours. It was mm -hmm. like a comedy of errors, haha, <laughs> comedy. Um, but uh, but yeah, it took a long time before I was able to separate the two. This is what happened. Yes, I do have a healthy baby. I'm grateful for all of the, the angels that came into my life at that time. And I'm still going to grieve that I didn't get that experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Exactly. And, uh, and we, and that's, that's, that's really, so there's, we were talking about the importance of the story. That is part of what is so powerful about making space for your story and owning mm. your story. And, you know, um, one of the ways like that people work with me is I have a, a digital course that they can walk through and just, you're not ready to tell anybody else your story, yet, right? um, but you can walk through this course and, and write it down and gather like, cause also so many times when you, you're almost overwhelmed by, the experience and and yes, I know I should process it. Yes, I know I should write it down. But you have a new baby. <laughs> but a, you have a new baby, and b every time you think about it, you're like, I don't want to think about that, you know. Yeah. And so I take you back and like just one step at a time. No, we're not going to go right into your story. First, we're going to talk about what you knew about birth before you ever got pregnant, right? right. Then right. we're going to talk like we're going to talk about your your your. There are three things that. Um, that you bring with you to your birth experience, your birth culture, which is what you knew about birth before, like growing up, mm -hmm. what you knew about having babies. So for some people, that's nothing. <laughs> for right. some people, it's, you know, watching the media, you know, baby story uh, and those all and seeing like birth in the media. Um, and for some people, they grow up on a farm. And so they know about birth, you know, right. from there. Right. And for some people, their parents talk, like their mothers talk to them about their births all the time. That's my mm -hmm. story. <laughs> um, you know, and so your culture, your birth culture, your identity, which is made up of what you uh, what you expect from birth, mm -hmm. the people, the other people that you've gone to for support make up your identity around birth, which is like, so again, like you said, you know, you, you wanted a natural birth. And so you probably connected with a lot of natural birth people and you identified yeah. with them. And right. so to be taken out of that group that affects your identity mm -hmm. also. Yeah. Um, and 
uh, your so your culture, your identity, and um, and your expectations, mm, right? And your own expectations, right? Your own vision for your birth. Yeah, yeah. And so I take you back through that first, right? Right. Let's talk about that. Let's take a step back. Let's not think about the birth itself, and then we'll gather you know, the details, like we were talking about, these are the outcomes, these are the details, the raw, cold facts. You don't have to, don't get into, you know, we don't have to get into the emotions yet. Right. Now let's talk about the story. Oh, and, beautiful. And it gives you the ability to like create this container for your story so that it's not taking up space in your, in your soul, you know, in your emotional right. Uh, experience of life because and in your mothering right and in your mothering in your mothering and, and in your connection with your partner and your parents and your community and other women and maybe yeah. uh you know i've had women come to me because they work in the hospital where they give gave birth oh mm -hmm. and they get triggered just walking through the halls yeah right you know right and they just don't want to live like that anymore yeah. Oh, this is so beautiful and gentle. And um, I think we, you know, I, I did, I did eventually, it was like six months after um, I did start seeing a therapist and we went right to the birth, yeah. right, right to the trauma, right to all of the events. Um, but I love this process because it's gentle and it's, it's, um, it's easing in and it's, it's kind of, it's it's awareness too it's awareness other than rather than just focusing on all that was wrong the awareness of of um of everything else and the and the the, the sur everything surrounding it that might have been really beautiful or yeah. not you know but but the awareness is i think is is uh is amazing so and then and then you um in your your uh birthing your stories or birthing our stories you were in the groups that you do with the women, you have them share the stories. Yeah. Yeah. So those are in small groups, right. four women in each group. We meet over six weeks mm -hmm. and each, uh, you know, first, first session is sort of an introduction, laying some ground rules, what are okay in interactions and what are, you know, how do we mm, keep right. from invalidating each other and um, really being able to give support. Uh, and then, of course, this, the last session is a closing ceremony. But in between those four sessions, it, uh, in each of those four sessions, one woman is the storyteller. Mm. Oh, beautiful. With no interruptions. When mm -hmm. have you ever told your birth story with no interruptions? Yeah. Right. Without somebody saying like, oh, did you try, you know, something or like, oh, you should be happy that it happened. That or, I mean, we just throw out so many judgments at each other without even right. realizing yeah and um and so she tells her story without interruption and then uh i go back over it with her and i go through um the four pillars of uh of a birth experience mm -hmm. uh where i will the the four the four pillars of a, of a positive experience are uh voice choice support and power mm. And I have a uh, an ebook for pr women who are currently either trying to conceive or currently pregnant who want to, whether you've had a negative experience before or not, this will help you to sort of, it's a workbook really to help you kind of put those four things in place. Right. Um, and 
when you have all four things, they overlap. They like are really are very overlapping. They have, you have to have all four Mm -hmm. (laughs) when there's, when there's, when you're missing one of them, uh, that's going to cause a disconnect in the experience, in your feelings about the experience. Right. And, um, so in the ebook, it goes into it really, really, you know, clearly, but like, but, but what I'll do in the, when I'm going over your story with you is I will point out, I will show you where you have, where you used your voice, where mm-hmm. you did it, where it was taken away from right? where you were silenced, where you had the support, where you exerted your power, where it was taken away from you. And it really puts the story in perspective. Right. The other thing that I can bring that a therapist, you know, or a d- other, meaning the other way that I interact with these other therapies and, and sort of add to it is my 15 years of experience in the birth room. Yeah. Where, you know, if you were to tell me your story of how, you know, you were, the baby was preemie and you had an emergency C-section, there was a uterine infection and I can really, and probably your doula was able to do this with you too, which was, which was, I can tell you about why the, the doctors made the recommendations that they did, mm-hmm. why they might've made decisions without your consent that they did. What was the motivation, right. um, you know, that was going on for them. And, um, and then also like within the medical paradigm, how that process sort of played out um, and why. Yeah. And that it very often is just some of those missing pieces. I have women who like tell me they went, they took, you know, they got their medical records and they read them over and they can't stop like looking at them and trying to find like what, like what happened, happened oh, you know, right. or they went over it with their doctor and it still didn't give them any peace of mind because the doctor's still operating within that paradigm. Mm-hmm. And I, as an observer from the outside with a healthy respect for medical technology and, and the medical paradigm, I think that, it has done amazing things for, for birth on the one hand, but I think we still have a ways to go to get, to be excellent. Yeah. yeah um, I think you're right. I think you know, you're right and, about that. And that's, so yeah. And that can give, that can give some perspective yeah. uh, that, that just brings peace. And your, your stories, sharing your stories, there's just incredible healing yeah. that happens when you're actually able to look at it, first of all, and then put a voice to it. Yeah. And uh, can you talk a little bit about that and the healing that you've seen in your in your groups? Yeah, and being heard also. Being so there's heard, a catharsis yeah. to just letting your story flow, right? Yeah. There's there's that, uh, and um, and then knowing that you're being heard, mm-hmm. uh, not just by uh, by one person, right? This is why I do it in a group because. When you go to an, an authority figure, right, a therapist or or a, or a practitioner of any kind, and you tell your story, there still there's still that dynamic of the practitioner and the and you know and the patient or right. or the right the receiver of the of the process, and and the, you know you're paying that person to listen to you, right? Yeah. But when you're in a group of peers, and you're being heard really heard. And after you tell your story, the woman who told a completely different story and had a totally different experience from you, but she says to you, I really related to when you said, Mm, right. I also remember feeling that way. Yeah. There's, 
like there's there's this release that happens where that you were holding in you didn't even realize so many so often they don't even realize that they were holding in this feeling of does anybody get it yeah can i talk about this with anybody right. is anybody going to listen to me and not just say oh at least you and your baby are healthy i know you know i've heard you talk about that and that just that was definitely a trigger for me I, but you have no am i healthy Am I really yeah. healthy after this right. this PTSD that I just went through? Am I really heavy? And 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 that's it's not it's not validating, but I did have this experience, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so often we just feel like so then, you know, if that's what we're gonna be told, then I can't talk about this. I can't tell my right. story. I can't even acknowledge that these that this happened the way I remember it. Right. Right. And and this telling your story and being heard allows you to validate and and really uh proclaim right i think that was a word i i've used in the past but you know proclaim that this this happened it really happened right it happened the, for me it happened the way i remember mm -hmm. you know and and you know you, you don't you're not sort of being being suppressed or, or silenced by the the narrative that very often will be given to you by the the hospital or the social worker whoever you know that heard your story and said mm, yeah but you understand that this was necessary that it was a risk that it was this or that and it's like okay but what about what i went through like what about right. you know that part where i said blah blah and nobody listened to me or what about you know it's like yeah but that's just the way it is and no it, it it isn't and it's yeah. that is the way it was but it didn't have to be and yeah. to just be able to say that and to have somebody hear you and say you're right it didn't have to be that way yeah and to be able to process those emotions is huge and let yeah. them out yeah because what we know is when we you know the body the body holds emotions and if we keep those stories if we keep those those feelings and those thoughts um those emotions inside then we um you know it's we're kind of breeding dis-ease however that yeah. comes out you know that could be physical men mental emotional um so i love that and you're so you're helping you're helping these women to be able to stand in their power yeah. move forward and possibly have another birth yeah you know because it's terrifying like i i did not like that was the, i was i did not want i couldn't i couldn't have another birth like that one i was you know i was like i was afraid i was afraid empowered afraid empowered <laughs> You know, I kind of went back and forth. I had, I created a, a vision board for my, um, it was my VBAC vision board. And I put, um, I put all of these pictures and I put the date, you know, the, 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 the due date. Um, so, you know, and I focused on that board. Whenever I started shrinking, I would focus on the board morning and night. And whenever I had those doubts, I would focus on the board and I'd call my doula. <laughs> and she was like, you got this, you got this. And whatever happens, I have your back. I think that was one of the things that was um, was really important to me. And as a doula, I, you, I'm sure that you get this is just to know that somebody has your back and somebody who knows like my husband had my back, but he doesn't know birth. You know, he's he's just he's there. He's along for the ride with me. You know, he was my he was my partner and helped me through it. But to have a professional um, to, by your side and that, I mean, that's kind of a kind of a different uh, different thing but um 
Ayala, this has been an amazing conversation. I have loved every, you know, ever since we met, we've met, I mean, it's, I think it's been about a year ago. Well, you know, yeah. in the Facebook group anyway. Right. Um, and I hear, I'm, I'm seeing your, you know, as you're, um, you're sharing, you're birthing your stories or birthing our stories and all of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love the work that you're doing in the world. And there are so many moms who need to hear it, who really, um, who really, really, that, you know, it's traumatic. It's, tra it's PTSD, right? I had PTSD yeah. from my birth and it's not really yeah. acknowledged. Like you talked about, it was the, the, um, they, well, at least you're, at least you're healthy. I'm like, yeah, but I'm a mess, <laughs> right. a mess. And how can right. I take care of this baby and take care of myself when I'm a mess? Right. And then, or we, we just stuff it down and then we take it into motherhood and then it comes out in some way. It's going to come out in some way, you know, whether it's, it's physically, dead. emotionally, wherever, with your kids, with your, with your partner, you know, wherever. Or even just, yeah. Or even just, you know, or even just when birth comes up. So if right. you decide you're not having another birth, right, you're not going to do that again, which is valid and, and makes sense under the circumstances. Um, first of all, sometimes you don't get that choice. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, and sometimes, uh, but, but then it also, it translates into how you interact with other people around their right. birth. When your you friends know, are having babies, when your family's yeah. having babies, what about when your daughter or your son has a baby? Right. Exactly. You don't want to carry it for that long. That's why exactly. I just I, I really, you know, like I said before, I wish that um, I wish that I knew you 14 years ago. And it's OK, because <laughs> I know you now, but now we can go forward and we can share your message. Right. So can you tell us about a time in motherhood that um, that um, that you either overcame something or you achieved something that just felt impossible? Hmm. So many things. <laughs> so many. Um, I know. But right? you know, I, actually, so I'll go into uh, a little bit into my fourth birth, into that healing birth uh, mm. experience, because I think right. it was really. Um, and before I say this, I want to say that one of the reasons that I, one of the things that I wanted to do in creating the Birthing Our Stories workshop was to create that healing experience because you don't, it doesn't always happen in a birth. Yeah. Like for some, even those people who do go on to have another birth, it's not always healing. Yeah. It's not always better. Sometimes right. it's worse. Yeah. And I, and for some people, you know, their, their traumatic birth was their fourth or fifth or sixth mm. birth and they're done. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, and that's not going to happen for them. And so really the, the point, you know, the point that I want to make here before I start talking about my own healing birth is that um, I recognize that this is not how it goes for everybody. And that's why I created Birthing Our Stories, because yeah. there needs to be a way to heal from it anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. I love that. You know, or in another way. Uh, but in my own in my own experience, which was just a, a complete blessing and, and maybe it happened that way so that I can provide this service for other people and have right. this understanding. Um, I really, I, 
I got to a point where my births were all very fast, even, mm-hmm. even my traumatic birth, but for when active birth actually started and wasn't, you know, barreling forward, um, they were, those first three births were about four out, four to six hours of active labor. Wow. And my sec, my, my last two births, so I have six altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so my fifth and sixth were also about four hours from, mm-hmm. from active labor. Right. Uh, and this birth was 20 hours. Wow. 20 hours yeah. of intense contractions. And they just, they, they would, they would start, they would get intense and then they would, you know, break. Mm-hmm. And he was in a wonky position and everything I did was not, you know, was not changing the situation. I just, I, I knew that there was something that was blocking me. Mm. I was just scared. I could not do this, you know, right. again, I couldn't accept, I, I kept, I was, I didn't believe, I'll tell you what it was. I didn't believe that it could be okay, that mm. I could have a birth that was okay after that. Right, birth. right, right. And my midwife said to me, she sat me down she said, listen, it's okay. You know, we can go to the hospital mm-hmm. and get a little Pitocin mm-hmm. and your baby will pop out. Right. And she's like, think about it. And, and she knew what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like she knew what she was doing. Cause she walked out and I she actually, first she was like, or, you know, we could try a few things first, right? She's like, we could try a few things first. We could, you know, and she was like, let's go up. See, we did our forward leaning inversion. And, you know, we did a whole bunch of different things to try and get him to move and to, um, you know, she's like, we could do that. And we can, we, you know, you could take a rest. You could just take, go to sleep and maybe you'll have the baby tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. another option. Like right. she kind of laid it all out for me. Mm-hmm. And when she walked out, I was like, I realized that, nobody else is going to do this, but me. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> no one, no one else can have this baby, but me. Yep. And I just, I just, I was like, I yell it. We've been messing around here. You know, you, you think you can't do it, but there's, there's no other way. Yeah. This has to happen. And you know, and I had to tell myself, you know how to do this. You've right. done this before. <laughs> you, you know how to do this your body knows just get her done yeah yeah right it really was it yeah. really was it was like you know get you know get it done or 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 go 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 to the hospital and they'll take right. the baby out right like, that's right. your other option yeah and uh four hours later i was holding my baby mm, beautiful i i, I love that little self-talk that you had with yourself that <laughs> you know what let's just do this thing like nobody's gonna do it for me it, the baby's gotta come out right the baby's going to come out it's just it's going to happen but yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful and it does feel impossible sometimes when we're in those places like i can't do this but you know but we can right and however it happens right like you said a little pitocin and then the baby comes out right i mean those are options they're they were all, they're all options we have options, all options. Yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and i just had to pick one you know right right and uh yeah 
and uh, and I think that 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 goes through, you know, that that definitely comes through in our in our parenting. I mean, I think in mine, you know, that that knowledge for me, that strength of I did this. Yeah, I did it on my own terms. Right. Um, I think that that gives me a, a sort of a sense of um, of of confidence in myself mm-hmm. and my resilience. Yeah, absolutely. And it reminds me that my children are resilient too. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Ayala, this has been an amazing conversation. I just, we could go on and on and on, but we do have to close. Forever. <laughs> forever. We could talk about birth forever. Um, so can you tell, um, can you tell um, our listeners how they can find you? Sure. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Ayala Chwell. Mm-hmm. You can join the birth healing circle on Facebook. The birth healing circle is about healing birth. It's about understanding where, you know, it's not about telling traumatic birth stories. That's not Mm -hmm. what we do in that group. Uh, It's about really connecting with other people who believe that birth could be better. Yeah. that we could be doing better for mothers and babies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would love to have, you know, all you wonderful, amazing people uh, in there. Um, and uh, and I'm also at uh, my 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 page on Facebook is healing her. Healing her. I love that. Healing That's beautiful. Her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, definitely mm-hmm. go check her out. Her work is amazing. And like I said, anytime we're in this Facebook, this business Facebook group um, together, and every time I um, every time I see her stuff come through, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love what yeah. you're doing. It's so important. Thank you, Tracy. Yes, you're absolutely <laughs> I love what welcome. You're doing. I love your group. You have the best posts. I like I I'm I enjoy like thinking about it. Even when I don't when I don't respond, I love like, wow, that's a great question. Oh, well, <laughs> thank really you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love your group. It's a great place. So thank you. And thank you so much for having us, having me here. The opportunity to talk about this is, you know, it's hard, but it's important. It's important stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for uh, taking the time. I yell it. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.